So it's within cannabis, within marketing, within anything, the do's and don'ts are the same principle because it's communication. Essentially, you're communicating a problem. You don't have to be in your face cannabis, in your face CBD all the time with very clever copyrights and you can bypass all of that. I call him my wee boy, Lodi Comfort. He is the founder of Ninth Wave. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Reddit at New Age PC and watch the whole conversation on YouTube. This is the New Age Cannabis Podcast, a podcast all about cannabis from an African perspective. Join us and our awesome guests as we take a fresh look at cannabis. Today on the podcast, I'm speaking with Lizzie Benikek digital media expert and founder of Little Rabbit Digital. And we talk about the do's and don'ts of digital marketing and advertising of cannabis brands. Lizzie, welcome to the New Age Cannabis Podcast. Thank you so much. It's a pleasure to be here. So as anyone who's listening to the show knows, the first question we ask our guests is, Mm -hmm. what brought you to cannabis? What brought me to cannabis is two things. So firstly, I started exploring this a few years ago and I'm very new to the cannabis industry. I've always been petrified of giving my already hyperactive brain any form of stimulant just in case it goes completely like balls the wall on me. But I've also then realized that there's your uppers and then there's your downers. And I love the fact it it makes the Jabberwock sit still for just a little while. And that's what kind of got me into it on the personal side. On the other side, my mother has been fighting cancer for 15 years. She's a medical anomaly in, in itself. The doctors gave her three years and that was 12 years ago. And she was very much against it in the beginning. And then I convinced her to start taking CBD. And that's where I got into the medicinal side of it as well, is just seeing the absolute immense health benefits that it gave to her and how it prolonged her intermission periods. And it was great. So. On the personal side, very much just to slow down myself. And then on the medicinal side, seeing just the difference that it made for my mom. That's quite interesting. And I think I've said this numerous times, the medicinal side is what has brought a lot of people to cannabis. Mm-hmm. The healing has brought a lot of people to cannabis. And then from there, it's become the gateway to knowledge and to learning. Absolutely. Not necessarily to what a lot of people traditionally link it to, which is the negative gateway. Yes. So once you introduced cannabis, once you saw the capabilities and the power, how did that tie into what you do, which is digital marketing? So I've been in digital marketing for 13 years. This year would be my 13th year. I was around before Instagram existed. I was writing posts on, I'm the OG. We had Twitter and Facebook groups back then and Snapchat didn't exist. The thought of video content was like even just out of the box. So it's interesting to see how it's been evolving and accepting the cannabis industry a lot more, but because of that, because of the medicinal side of it. In digital marketing, what I'd like to do is is to show people how to get the most out of that by bypassing Zuck's little laws, because he's still very much a closed-minded person, just like a lot of people. There's a stereotype around stoners, and we need to break through that in our content. And I think that's where I find it a very interesting challenge, is to try and tie the two together and see how we can do that. So I think for those who aren't fully aware, what exactly is digital marketing and advertising, and how does it differ from your normal marketing and advertising or your electronic marketing and advertising. All right, so digital marketing is pretty much anything that you consume on a screen. 
Social media marketing is one aspect of it. Digital marketing are banners that you see on websites. I saw a stat the other day that the average person is exposed to 250,000 unique adverts per year. And that's including digital. But also, if you think about it, when you drive on the highway and you drive past a branded truck, that's an advert. When you drive past a billboard, that's an advert when you listen to the radio. So being exposed to so much advertising, where digital marketing is very much up close and personal, and that's where a lot of people are. When, when I talk at conferences, I always talk about about the natural habitat marketing. You need to look at how you are as a human and where you consume your content, your information, and all of that. And a lot of that has transferred to digital. So digital marketing is social media, which includes all of your platforms, like Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok's a big one. And I'm the first one to admit that I never thought TikTok would take off in this country. And now a hundred followers strong on my own little TikTok account. I love it. It's so much fun. So anything that's consumed on a screen would be digital marketing and there's endless possibilities within that so with that said digital marketing and advertising for cannabis brands it needs to be dynamic and due to this current uncertainty in terms of legislation mm -hmm. where exactly do cannabis brands sit in terms of the current landscape of digital marketing and advertising yeah. across the different social media platforms so youtube facebook yeah. instagram etc so it's a very tricky space and it's very unfortunate because like we we talked about earlier the health benefits and it's really not just stoners now it's become a very classy lifestyle choice and, and very beneficial if you do it right. Unfortunately, with paid advertising is the biggest block. Trying to run a paid advert for a cannabis brand on Facebook is damn near impossible. I tried it and I got banned for a couple of days. Yes, old Zucks will do that to you. But that's where I love the content side of it. And I am a content creator by nature. I love seeing opportunities and I love seeing those things. When I talked about it at the Cannabis Expo as well, my entire presentation was around creating and like part in the pun but organic content that grows your community so with the legislations and all of that facebook's not going to lift that anytime soon i have a, a client that i work on that is a movie distributor and they ban our adverts if it's a movie poster with somebody holding a cigarette so if they ban cigarettes which they have now done you're not allowed to advertise those very cool peter stuyvesant like through the snow snowboarding ads you don't see them anymore so they're not going to allow cannabis if they're not going to allow cigarettes. So what we need to do is we need to find that loophole and that loophole sits within your organic content. And if you can create content that's good enough, you don't need paid advertising. And that is my speciality is, and that's where I want people to start exploring how they create content and within very clever copywriting, you can bypass these legislations and essentially do that. I mean, vape shops run ads and things on on TikTok. TikTok is ridiculously expensive to advertise on. Unless you have 50,000 Rand a month, you can't even look at TikTok advertising. It is stupid, stupid, ridiculous. But there are ways in very clever copywriting, very clever content that you can break through and you won't need to rely on the fact that you have to promote it and Facebook's going to ban you. That's quite interesting because you do find a lot of brands that come up thinking that I've got a fantastic brand. Mm -hmm. All I have to do is vlog it on social media, boost it, and I'll get the returns. But it doesn't quite work like that no. in general, let alone in the cannabis industry. Absolutely. I have the saying, and I am a organic content specialist. That is what I do in nature. So I have a friend, and he's a paid media specialist. So we work together often, but he came to me the one day, and he said, I promote ads, and they do okay. But then you give me something, and I promote that, and it just flies through the roof. So I said to him, if you tie a rocket to a piece of crap, 
it's just a flying piece of crap. You need to fix what you're tying the rocket to. So if you produce proper content, then your ads will do better. And if you know who you're talking to, and that is step one, if you understand your audience, you can speak to them in that manner. So it's always getting back to human marketing. We, we try and get into our heads too much when it comes to advertising and marketing. We're trying to sell a product. And that's not how we consume content as humans. We've become so smart as individuals. We can spot an ad from a mile away. We can spot an influencer post from a mile away. It is ridiculous. And you scroll past them. So how are you expecting that your users won't scroll past the content you create if you scroll past them. My favorite one is retweet my pinned post. Oh my gosh, don't even get me started. So I hate influencers, I absolutely do. I believe in brand ambassadors because an influencer, like a quick flash, is somebody streaking over the cricket pitch, they're gonna talk about it for five seconds and then it's over. Where if you build a brand ambassador or a strong enough community, you have that power of voice of people talking from experience, of people talking about your brand, and that loyalty that will have a continuous conversation rather than just, here is one famous person smoking my strain, and that'll be it. So it's it's really sitting within what content you create and how cleverly you can do that. The one word you use that I think a lot of cannabis enthusiasts will identify with is organic. Mm -hmm. As a cannabis brand, how would you recommend that they organically mm -hmm. start to create their content and their media yeah. to actually putting it on social media without having it taken down or flagged or reported? The first thing you need to do with any content strategy is you need to look at your objectives. What are you trying to do? Just putting out content is like shouting into the abyss. It's like walking into a party and trying to sound smart. Content for content's sake. Right. So you sit down and it's planning. Pause, plan, perform. That is how I write content. So you sit and you actually think who you're talking to. And don't think that your community is just one person. You can break your community down into a whole bunch of different people. So I, I would sit into a person that would possibly be interested in one of your posts, but I am not the same as my friend who grows his own plants, who knows everything, like he's phenomenal. I know very little. Like I said, I'm a snob. When it comes to that, I get my, my joints delivered pre-rolled, pre-everything. I just need them to do what I need them to do for me. So it's, it's not looking at your end as one individual and that's where your content needs to speak to the people individually. LSM and all of those things, I hate those words and I hate it when they categorize people into things. The example I always use is me and my neighbor. I love Musa, he's great. We are technically classified as the same LSM because we live right next to each other in our estate, yet he's a Liverpool supporter and I'm a Chelsea supporter. He likes buying lamb chops and I only eat pork chops. See how we are very different people, yet we are marketed to the same because we fall under one group. So what you do is you start segmenting who your customers are. And then underneath those, you have your sub-content pillars that are rooted in an objective. So for people like me, you would have a content pillar that speaks to the benefits of on-the-go person, always busy, here's something that will help you just slow down. To the recreational user, it's like going out for a fun weekend, this one's absolutely 100% what you need, um, having trouble sleeping at night, so having those kind of segmentations helps you create smarter content. So it's not speaking to the masses, which a lot of people are doing, you're not selling coke, everybody drinks coke. So you need to break it down into what the individual pieces are. And because cannabis is so versatile, you'll end up with a whole bunch of cool stuff to say, but you need to say it to the people individually. So a good content strategy starts with who you are talking to.
this is a really funny story. I was uh, working the last agency I was working at. I was working on Sanrel, the Robert Mugabe of brands, landed on my table <laughs> for some reason. And they shipped me off to the Eastern Cape to do live event coverage on Twitter for an opening of a bridge. The Minister of Transport was there. It was this big thing. And they sent the whitest girl, the most Afrikaans little girl, to the Eastern Cape. I need to go live to eat this event. So I pitch up and everything's in Corsa. So I stood there every now and then a little English sentence would come through and I just tweet that until I, I did that for 40 minutes. And then the guy went, amen. And I'm like, oh, wait, this is a 40 minute break. <laughs> but it's exactly that situation. If you don't understand the language, you're going to end up like me, like tweeting a prayer for 40 minutes. You're going to look like an idiot on a, on a big brand account. So understand who you're talking to and don't try and speak clever about it. Talk to them like humans. I believe in the knack a lot on social. I believe we need to break away from very corporate speak and just talk to each other as humans. Sell it to me as if you would sell it to me at a bry, because that's how you consume content. And that goes back to the natural habitat marketing is what makes you stop, because that's what makes your friends stop. And that's what will make the other people stop. Don't make it look like an ad. I think one of the problems that brands might have there is that because everything is new, it's very difficult to say what will stop everyone because everything is consistently new. Yeah. So identifying your differentiators and your real market value for some brands seems to be difficult because mm. there are so many products that pretty much do the same thing. Yeah. In terms of the differentiation and the segmentation in the cannabis space, what are the do's and don'ts? What have you seen brands doing that you think is a good idea and brands doing that you think is outside of what is effective in terms of yeah. marketing? So it's within cannabis, within marketing, within anything, the do's and don'ts are the same principle. Because it's communication, essentially you're communicating a problem. The do's is solve the problem and not the solution. The people will come to you when they realize that they have that problem. And what a lot of brands are doing, and especially with cannabis as well, and why they're getting banned is they are pushing the buzzwords that the robots pick up, and those buzzwords are selling the product and not the problem. So you will sell a problem people didn't realize they have, and then they come to you for the solution, which is your product. So the, the don't, don't push product, don't call it what it is, because that's what Facebook picks it up as. You're selling the, the problem literally that we have this wonderful revolutionary it's going to help you fall asleep in 10 minutes cbd oil absolutely crazy from this plant facebook's going to kick that off in like 10 seconds their robots are ridiculous will smith won't be able to kill these robots rather say like me if you had to sell that to me it is having trouble sleeping because you're having such an anxious day natural ways to help you solve this click here and find out more also clicking out to a website is also a a kind of a hack to get past facebook is to have it click off and that's where you have your buzzwords so have your actual like no no words for facebook live on a website and then also don't call your website weedsmoker101.com if you can really bypass things with a lot of clever copywriting and that's where we need to be creative people will know and they'll recognize the colors and they'll recognize the buzzwords the regular kind of users will will pick that up you don't have to be in your face cannabis in your face cbd all the time with very clever copywriting you can bypass all of that and then it's the brand that then stands forward in terms of 
giving the value to the customer instead of the, the obvious message, as you said. Absolutely. And I'm a sucker for clever copywriting. And that's where often my brand loyalty will switch. So I would rather drink Pepsi than Coca-Cola purely because I love the Pepsi ads more. They relate to me as a human more than Coca-Cola is just this like this monster of, of a brand. So like you can't compete with that, but what will set you apart is, and that's where I support a lot of small businesses is where I see their content. If, if it's revolutionary in terms of it's creative and it's just something completely different and the copy is clever, then I'm going to keep coming back because I want to see what are you going to say next? What are you going to say about this post? Is it a funny pun? Do you do this type of stuff? So come back for the copy, realize the problem, buy the solution. So small business. How accessible are these methods of content creation? Because a lot of small businesses would say, we're running our business. We're trying to create a brand, products, etc. So yeah. how accessible are these methods for small business to actually then gain traction on social media? Yeah. So that is very much a trial and error. That is maybe finding, and I do a whole course on this. I'm going to be launching uh, copywriting and all of that courses within this year. So watch out for Clever Rabbit is going to be a subdivision of Little Rabbit, but that's where I will come in and sit with you and really immerse myself within your business and show you the obvious kind of puns and the jokes and teach you how to write. But it's playing around with different things. It's following international pages. I, When I do content research, I very rarely look at local pages. I always go international. And even if I don't understand that the copy, because it's very much a cultural thing, the creative will inspire me for something else. So I'll go look at a brand in Saudi Arabia. I don't, I don't know what any of those pictures mean at the top, but I'm looking at the, the actual graphic of it. And what you get from And what I get from that and, and what kind of emotion that brings in. So it's about evoking emotion. Social media marketing, people will forget what you said, but they'll never forget how you made them feel. The old classic quotes, and it applies to marketing so much that people really don't pay enough attention to it. So take a look at those things. And now it's time for the Canaquil. Dun, dun, dun. Lizzie, yes. are you ready? I think so. <laughs> Let's see. Lizzie, what's your favorite strain? The one that makes the Jabberwocky sit down. That's pretty much all weed, I guess, right? Yeah, I like the downy weeds. I don't like the uppy weeds. Favorite way to consume cannabis? Drinking, edibles, smoking? Smoking. Balance of joints? Joints. Favorite edible food? Ooh, gummies. Have you ever had steak? I do like steaks, but I'm a sweetie girl. Like I have a drawer full of sweets at my desk and gummy, gummy bears, gummies, everything. And that's why I also really enjoy CBD gummies. <laughs> it's just, sure. and there's, there's something very satisfying in biting the head of someone. <laughs> Who's your favorite cannabis celebrity or advocate? Okay, so I'm gonna give a massive shout out to my, as I call him, my wee boy, Lodi Comfort. He is the founder of Ninth Wave. He is my, my go-to guy on anything. He's been my educator and he has been my cannabis sherpa. So Lodi Comfort is incredibly knowledgeable. I love phoning him. He, he tells me about everything. So I would give him the shout out. He's my favorite ambassador. 
Hopefully we'll be having Nine Queen on the show sometime soon. Yes, please. What is your favorite capability of the plant? Medical, construction properties, makes biofuels? I would say the medicinal, just because of what I've seen personally, like I mentioned earlier, the absolute medicinal healing side of it. It is incredible that it can be both recreational and medical. So I would say the medicinal side is 100% my favorite. All the healing it brings. The healing it brings. What is your favorite song or movie about cannabis? Is it lame if I say how high? Everyone does like me before cinema. Really? <laughs> I watched, I went to go see it about seven times when it came out on cinemas. And now I'm giving my age away because it was, I took everyone. So I went to go see it and then I tell another friend about it and they're like, oh, that sounds good. like, okay, cool, let's go tonight. And then I just drag them to the cinema and I watch that. Yeah, I would say How High is a classic. It's definitely one of those that a lot of stoners gravitate towards. Mm -hmm. It's one of the tops. Indico sativa. Indico. Favorite munchy food. <gasps> Favorite munchies food. Chips. Anything salty. When I came back from the cannabis expo and I didn't think that I'd have so much like secondhand smoke. <laughs> I just like I was lying on the couch trying to watch The Walking Dead and I'm like why am I so damn hungry? <laughs> I just finished two bags of Lay's by myself. It was horrible. So anything salty, I immediately gravitate towards like crispy, salty things. So it's usually like chops. With cannabis legislation moving forward across the entire continent, which country would you most like to go and experience the cannabis culture in? Yo, I think Kenya. They grow teas, the most phenomenal teas in Kenya. I think that would be a really interesting place to, to grow cannabis as well. If it's conducive for teas and things, like I said, I, I can't keep a basic house plant alive. So knowing about growing is, I'm surprised I keep my four-year-old alive most days, never mind plants. So on the growing side of cannabis, I am 100% clueless. They might already be growing it in Kenya, but I think if they can grow beautiful purple teas that also have very, very healing superpowers, it might be a cool place to explore growing cannabis. Take you. Okay. Let go. <laughs> that's the end of the cannabis. Okay, well, I survived that. <laughs> Told you it's not so bad. It's not so bad. So we've had a very lengthy conversation about branding in terms of digital marketing and advertising for cannabis brands. Mm -hmm. What's your call to action? What do you want to see cannabis brands out there doing to basically take their brands to the next level mm -hmm. and actually get into the game of digital marketing and advertising the right way? Yes. I would love to see creativity in the sense that you're not pushing your products. I want you to push the brand personality and why people need to choose you. So there are 20 different companies that will sell the same CBD oil, claim the same solutions and solve the same problem. But I want brands to really get a brand personality that people can attach to personally. It's like having a group of friends or a football team. We're a football team and we all play football and it's really great, but each one has its own different personality. And that's why we have favorite players is because we gravitate towards a certain personality. So you could have, look at the cannabis industry as a football team and you need to be either the Frank Lampard or either the Wayne Rooney, which is now the two most opposite kind of personalities I could think of. Develop your brand personality because once you have that brand personality, the rest is going to fall into place so easily. That's going to dictate your tone of voice. It's going to dictate your look and feel and play around on things like Canva and, and just really experiment with 
finding your brand personality because that's going to make the people gravitate towards you. Phenomenal. And I hope all the small brands out there or any cannabis brands are listening because that's very important. And as a small cannabis brand ourselves, those are the sort of principles we definitely will be applying going forward because it's very important for all of us to work together to make sure that Canvas has a good name, specifically on social media, absolutely. especially after all the years of stigmatization. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, yes. So if someone's looking for you, where can people find you? What are your social media handles? I am most active on Instagram. My Instagram and my uh, Twitter is the same, at the short Lizzie, Lizzie with a Y. And yes, I am very short. So it is very easy to remember. The short Lizzie, you'll find me on Twitter, you'll find me on Instagram. I'm on Facebook purely for business, so I no longer have a Facebook page, but please, if you go to my website, www.littlerabbitdigital.com, you'll find um, my email on there. I love talking to people, and when it comes to digital, I'll literally take you out for coffee or a beer or a joint, and we can just talk for hours. Like, I can do this for hours. Lizzie, thank you so much for coming to the podcast, and we look forward to speaking to you again, seeing what you found in the industry as the industry progresses over the next few years. Absolutely. I'm very excited to see, and I really hope that everybody who's listening is just jump and build your wings on the way down that is there's no real way to to do marketing you just need to want to try and and be brave and i'm really excited to see what the brands are going to start doing lizzie thank you so much thank you for having me this was amazing follow us on twitter instagram and reddit at the new age canna pc and watch the whole conversation on youtube